Welcome to No Room for Phonies, episode 82. Downtown Bike Hounds. So the big quote is, creativity flourishes when we have a sense of safety and self-acceptance. To know what you prefer instead of humbly saying amen to what the world tells you you ought to prefer is to have kept your soul alive. And that's that's by Robert Louis Stevenson. I didn't know that. uh, Well, I just remember him from Treasure Island, Mm -hmm. so I didn't know him. Very cool. I like that. Um, We need to try things out and see what happens. And we don't have to change all our beliefs. We just need to examine them by opening our minds. And this kind of made me think of like trying something new like cycling or mm-hmm. and the you know and creativity comes in all kinds of forms doesn't Not, have to be art exactly <clears throat> so. so we had a great time at the downtown bike hounds with uh, with will the manager there and uh, his passion and knowledge were really evident the score is the score the store <laughs> the store is comfortable and fun and they have so many great bikes so from an entrepreneurial aspect of tips for entrepreneurs to understanding bikes and lots in between this podcast is a real window into the world of the small scale bike store and repair shop Welcome to No Room for Phonies, our podcast, and today we are live at the downtown Bike Hounds, my personal favorite bike shop (laughs) in all of Ontario, and we're here with Will, who is an owner? Uh, No, manager of the store. Manager of the store, okay, and uh, Sebastian, who is a real biker. (laughs) And Will's also probably a real bike. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Kind of Debatable. Yeah. Sorry, I got to use the word cyclist. Yeah, I know that because I get uh, in trouble for that. And <laughs> myself, Pam, who is a cyclist, not to the degree of some other people, but a better cyclist since coming to the downtown bike hounds because we purchased. Can you tell me what bikes we purchased here? Uh, yeah, you guys both purchased bikes uh, made by KHS. Um, you are riding a Brentwood, so a really comfortable yes. uh, kind of comfort hybrid. Great bike, nice upright uh, riding position. Doesn't hurt the back or anything like that. It's a beautiful yeah. bike. And then for the, the speedy more nimble uh, <laughs> My, partner yes. over there. We had the uh, the Urban Express, so uh, also a hybrid, but uh, a little more of a, a speed speed demon. And it only <laughs> has the two gears on the back. Uh, it's a is it a two by five or two by seven or something like that? Yeah, it's got two chain rings at the front uh, as opposed to your three. My three. So it doesn't have that really small, easy, easy gear for really steep hills or just when you want to take it very very easy (laughs) yeah no it's my uh, i had said it has changed my whole life when it's come to biking and i'll i'll give a plug for you know we were walmart bike people before that and we really didn't pay that much more there's some very reasonably 
priced bikes in this shop that are really high quality. And I would really recommend if you want to ride that you check out a, a, a store like this because you're going to get both quality and service. And if and, you're in Hamilton, they're and right if you're downtown, Hamilton, right? <laughs> they're perfect. We are. Even right drive, Street, but right? driving Super from I, we don't have anything like this in Niagara, no, like uh, at no. all. So you would you would want to make the trip. So just doing this. How long have you guys been here, or how long have you been with Downtown Bike Hounds? Just for a little background. Yeah. Uh, so I've just been working here. Um, since I guess spring of 2021. So um, coming up on two years uh, next spring. And okay. yeah, there's yeah, the phone. And that's it's gonna happen. January, that's but good. there's still people riding bikes. Yeah. <laughs> so you had said you have been here almost two years. Yeah, me personally. Uh, and forgive me, I'm not going to be exact with the dates, but I believe believe this is going to be the 10th year for the business at this location. And then um, our owner had it, I think, one or two other places before. Uh, I think it started out in a little garage uh, okay. on like Lock Street or <laughs> okay. I think that's cool. the idea. So real, yeah, from the from from the bottom, you know. Um, and yeah, the, the business has been growing um, a lot over the last, you know, since I've been here and obviously since uh, the, the garage days. Uh, yeah. Did COVID have an impact on the business? Did it? COVID uh, had a massive impact on the entire cycling industry. Um, there was and still is, you know, a ton of uncertainty from it. Um Initially, it was kind of doom and gloom, and then pretty quickly, uh, it turned out that demand for um, cycling and you know the number of riders just exploded right. in, in a completely unprecedented manner. Um, the industry had never seen anything like that. Um, yeah, sorry, we're in downtown. Yeah, we're, it's really downtown by town. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you're hearing. That's all right. There goes the fire truck. (laughs) We have a fire station uh, right next door. Down the street. Yeah, that's good. That's going to be a thing. That's okay. Yeah. So then you probably then had difficulty getting inventory for people. Was that ever an issue for you guys? Oh, yeah. And it it still is. This, um, the last couple months have been much better, but um, it kind of, well, it was a bike boom. Basically, almost every shop that I know of sold all their inventory as far as new bikes. Um, Distributors sold out all their inventory as far as new bikes. Um, Manufacturers could not keep up with the demand. Um, And parts, most parts were in the same boat. So it, you know, got to the point where just basic essential repair parts that, um, we've always taken for granted uh, were really, really difficult and sometimes impossible to source, um, which it was really challenging. It was um, would take a lot longer um, for us, just normal things like trying to find some of these parts. You know, we'd have to search through, you know, 15 distributors and uh, often telling people wait times were, you know, months, if not years for, uh, you know, if they had a very specific part that they needed. 
Um, so and it was, you feel, I feel like your business, your, you know, one of your kind of visions is to meet the needs of your customers. So that must have been tough to be telling all these people to people well, that, yeah. you know, you want to, you're trying to build relationships. Like that's how I felt when I came to buy my bike here, that you weren't just like interested in getting our money. You really wanted us to walk away satisfied and with bicycles that we, bikes that we could you know, become good cyclists with, like that would meet our needs as cyclists. So. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I think at first there was a little bit of shock, but, you know, two years into the pandemic, most yeah. people who had, you know, <clears throat> been to a bike shop in the last couple of years uh, were starting to understand <laughs> what you know, was going trail, on. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of times we had to think outside the box, Um ordering from places that we normally wouldn't. I, you know, on multiple occasions brought in parts that belong to me to put on people's bikes um, just to get someone going because otherwise it was like a a lot of people rely on their bikes, um, you know, to get to work, for shopping. uh, And if they don't have their bike, their life really can suffer. So... You know, our our goal was always to, you know, make sure everybody can can be out riding. And yeah, as far as uh, I guess the first question, our yeah, our first goal is just to, you know, uh, forge and then maintain relationships with people in the community. We want to be, um, uh, you know, a part of downtown Hamilton and all the surrounding. You know, we have customers that come from from out of town as well too. Right. Um, is there a big dream for, like this is the only downtown bike hounds. Am I correct about that's that? That's correct, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. Because it's a great, um, like I could, you know, you, you think of, you know, McDonald's, McDonald's, well, downtown bike hounds could be in any downtown, right? I mean. <laughs> I, we, downtown Welland, how about? <laughs> we don't ever want to be like McDonald's. No, obviously uh, not. That was a bad example. But, but franchising. I mean, guess. there is an uptown up there and the name kind of wrote itself. So let's right. see in the, you know, in the next coming years. But th- there's no firm plans yeah. of that nature. But um, uh, yeah, it's something that obviously could happen um, down the road. So I, I am kind of interested in your inventory and we'll put on um, our YouTube, we'll take a little gander, like a little gander around the shop. So mm-hmm. how do you, like, can you talk about your inventory and how do you, like, choose the bikes you sell? Because you have a, a row of bikes here, so somebody's decided that this is the ones we should have in our store. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... You know, going back to the bicycle shortage, it's it's way, way, way better than it was. And this spring is looking even better. Um, but it's still a challenge. Someone comes in and wants a specific make or model or, you know, has, um, you know, a, a, a certain mountain bike that they saw online that they want. We still can't always get it immediately. Um, but... We kind of stock our shop based on, um, you know, the most general needs of our customer base. So here, um, you know, commuter hybrid bikes are 
the most in demand. So that's what we try and keep kind of the most of in stock, the most variations in kind of colors, different riding sizes, uh, styles and size bikes. Um, gravel bikes have been really, really yes. hot these days, <laughs> the last few years. Yeah. yeah, they're amazing. Basically a road bike um, with a, a little different geometry and uh, big tires is the main thing. So gives the rider a little more freedom to ride off-road gravel, a.k.a. Uh, yeah. by the name. Um, Paths. Yeah, bike paths. paths Beautiful uh, Hamilton to Brantford Rail Trail. That's like it's, just down the road from you guys, really. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and we're lucky in this uh, in this city. There's some really, really great cycling that you know you can get to. You know, ten, fifteen minutes from your home. And I'm gonna have to say, like before he moved here, I would not have understood that about Hamilton. Like Hamilton like, is a bike destination like yeah it is, it really, <laughs> you know, there like, is a but, lot of great biking in hamilton absolutely it's it's good so um i guess my question is like if you come in and know and somebody's saying okay i want to take up cycling yeah you know what is the kind of the thing that every cyclist should have or know or where you know what are the kind of questions you ask them to kind of get to the root of what is is you you can sell them that was going to make them satisfied that yeah. sort of thing no really good question and um when someone walks in new to cycling or they've been cycling you know 30 years um my goal is the same i want to listen you know find out what they want to do with their bike. Uh, and sometimes they don't know. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that where yeah. we yeah. suggest what sounds appealing to you. Does, you know, climbing the mountain, uh, doing repeats sound like what you want to do? Or does a relaxed ride on a Sunday afternoon on the rail trail sound like what you want to do? Um, and then we'll look at, um, you know, someone's physique and, you know, fitness level, flexibility, that sort of thing. Um, and kind of gather all that information and then make recommendations on like, here's a couple options for you. Mm -hmm. Um, here's, you know, best case. And we try and have two or three kind of price points for each thing too. So if someone comes in, they say, uh, I've had a Walmart bike. Uh, I really love, you know, Riding in Dundas Valley, it's great, except my bike, the gears never work properly, yeah. and I don't feel safe because the brakes uh, don't work either. So, <laughs> <laughs> important things to Important have. things. <laughs> so, they might, okay, why don't we look at a mountain bike or a gravel bike and then kind of go over, you know, uh, it's good to have kind of two, two or more levels that they can choose from, like, Here's the more expensive option. Here's what it's got. Here's what you're paying for, why it's a little more. Here's one that uh, costs a little less, but it's going to be you know, a drastic improvement from your current bike. And either one, you'll still you know, have a, a much better time, in my opinion. Um, and then test ride the bike. People, yeah, people got to test ride them. That's, I can talk we were all very day. Surprised <laughs> because you know what? I've been in other bike shops and they seem so high end that they're out of reach for me. Yeah. Because I just feel like, oh, I better get out of here because nothing's under fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> and 
uh, this is not for me. And I think one of the things that I found <clears throat> when I came in, the one thing that you told me, of, I don't know, I think it was you that yeah. sold us the bikes. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing that you said is before you shift gears, take that hesitation. <laughs> and I, I never heard, like, I've never heard that ever. And I do that all the time now yeah. because it's better for your bike, right? It's better and it'll just shift a little smoother if you yeah. just ease up with each shift. Um, I mean, there's a lot of systems that are advertised that they'll shift under load while you're pushing. But uh, in my experience, any of them will always shift a lot better. And yeah, your your bike parts will typically last a little longer as well, too. Avoiding the terrible crunching sounds that people have heard. Yeah, exactly. If your yeah. bike is making strange noises, it's usually <laughs> trying to tell you something. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, and once you've... Uh, it becomes just second nature. It did. You, you like don't think about I, it after a little uh, bit. For a while, I was kind of like every time I was shifting, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I got to do that. I got to do that. But yeah. now it just it's a natural part of my ride. And I think the other thing was like when I left here, um, I had a bike that was ready to go. Like mm -hmm. it had a kickstand. I mean, I bought those things extra. You don't expect that to be part of the thing, but oh, I some uh, are, some are. Some Depends are, on but, the bike. But, it does, but I had a kickstand. I had a bell. I had. I would highly recommend two water bottle holders because it uh, that has right? that yep. has made a big difference. Yeah. But um, yeah, so. Um, I also just want you, probably the two of you, to talk about keeping your bikes in shape, right? Because that is definitely something I yeah. didn't think about before <laughs> yeah. I bought a bike that is a decent bike. Like, yeah. obviously, you're not going to put more, it up. more money into your Walmart bike. No. I, like, for the longest time, I thought that that was the way to go. I was like, oh, you just you know buy a cheap bike and then build components and build up. But then yeah. at some point... Yeah. You find that certain components don't fit, and this it'll just all fall apart eventually. But if you invest a little bit more forward and get that a little bit of nicer parts, nicer frame, uh, you yeah. But they do need to be maintained. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just backtrack because you had a good point about you know the kickstand and that yeah, stuff yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that all also is part of you know those questions and what is the person looking to do with their bike um it's not just selecting the bike it's looking at if there's any accessories that are you know if someone says i'm gonna be bike packing uh you yeah. know i'm gonna go on a month-long trip uh with minimal support you know we have a certain set of things that we would suggest that are gonna you know make that a lot better uh if someone says i ride to work every day and rain sun snow you know it's like okay, some fenders, uh, obviously some lights, these would be really important things that we would, you know, recommend yeah. for, for that person when they're purchasing the new bike. Uh, bike maintenance, yeah, it's um, really, really important. Um, some people are really good about it and other people <laughs> uh, kind of overlook it. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, a department store bike or, you know, a $15,000 carbon road bike, um, you, you need to have it looked at. And it's sort of, uh, you know, a stitch in time saves nine also. Um, by getting it, 
you know, at least regularly inspected and, you know, having just a basic awareness of your vehicle. Um, so listening for those weird noises or if you're noticing the brakes aren't working well or something feels loose, um, that's really important. Uh, we do our best to educate um, our customer base as much as possible. Um, we offer, you know, free inspections anytime. <laughs> so yeah. encourage people to come in if they have any, any doubts. Um, and, you know, a ton of people do. Um, but yeah, some of these problems, if they're addressed earlier, um, can be, you know, A, much less expensive uh, than, you know, letting things get really, really out of hand and then coming in and it's, oh no, you know, I have a really, really big repair bill. Uh, <laughs> and you do offer, like, we'll take a picture of this, but you do offer like a whole service rep repertoire here from you know, the little, ins the free inspection to taking it apart. And full, full service, full range, yeah. really, with a few very small exceptions, but pretty much anything and everything. Um, and yeah, whether, you know, you come in and your bike needs a full overhaul, uh, or it, you know, we look at the inspection and, you know, you just need these two things, then that's what we recommend for people. We're not trying to upsell people. Um, no, that I felt, again, for sure. <laughs> our yeah. relationships with the customers, uh, it, the goal is like long-term, you right. know? Um, so it, it's not about selling people stuff they don't need. It's about being honest with people, making recommendations based on our experience, which, um, you know, in my opinion is good. We've got a lot of good people on our team that yeah. have been doing this a long time. And, you know, we all ride bikes and love bikes. Um, and yeah, just getting that regular service. That's uh, all right. Getting that regular <laughs> service will improve your experience. And to me, that's the most important right, thing. Exactly. You know, if, and I like the way you refer to your bike as a vehicle, right? Because oh, yeah. we often, I don't think... I ever felt that way. But if you, you know, I, we are regular service people for our cars. Yep. Like we do the oil chains, we do the maintenance. Like I take mine to somebody like kind of like this where I know the people and I yeah. have a relationship. Yep. And so I know they're not trying to upsell me. <laughs> you know, you need brakes when you really don't need brakes. Yeah. So it, it is true that your, your bike is a, is a vehicle that you're trusting that you're going to be safe on. Absolutely. And again, <laughs> um, you know, it, it can be overlooked by a lot of riders. Um, and even all the way down to, you know, cycling infrastructure in the city and, you know, uh, different levels of government and uh, what sort of urban planning we're doing. Uh, a bike is a vehicle. Yeah. Uh, if, and getting more and more so, right? Yeah. Because we see that across the city. If people use them as a vehicle. Uh, I mean, the other day I was working on, uh, you know, an electric cargo bike that um, the person uses to to ride their two kids around in, you know. Yeah. So uh, you need it to be working. You need it to be safe. Um, the proper helmet, it, the proper, yeah. If your brakes fail on a bike or a car, you know, it's it can be equally 
bad. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the most terrifying thing I see sometimes is is parents with kids on just a bike path with no helmet on. And I just think, man, <laughs> like I don't care what kind of low-end path you're going on, you still need a proper helmet on your head. Yeah, so I mean, I'm a safety girl, so I get really sad when I see parents with kids, right, and the parents have no helmets on, and, you know, it. that's just me adding my two cents there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, I, I would agree with you. It's not my place professionally no, to, to judge people, but certainly we recommend a helmet for any and all riders. And, you know, if someone's going on a test ride, uh, we always try and offer if we see they don't have a helmet, hey, would you like to borrow a yes. helmet? And sometimes that just kind of puts it in their their mind that, yeah. oh, I should get a helmet. Yeah. And it's like, I think you should. <laughs> you know, yeah, no. If you choose not to, you know, I can respect that. But it's, um, it's definitely our recommendation 100% of the time. And lights, day oh, and night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, anything that can make your riding visible. safer, mm-hmm. um, we are a hundred percent behind that. So, well, and I mean, I know we've all had close calls as cyclists, right? And I guess that's my segue into like, I want you to talk about yourself a little bit as a cyclist. Like, all the is everybody that works here a cyclist in some form or another? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I I have worked with people in the past that you know, rarely rode bikes, um, you know, depending on, you know, one person, it was an injury and they were actually, you know, a a very serious cyclist, other people just not into it. But yeah, currently everybody who uh, works here is definitely, I'm probably the least serious of our our entire staff. Okay. And um, (laughs) I'm just interested uh, from a personal standpoint, like, do people have some kind of training? Like, is there a place that you go to get training on how to fix bikes or what? Great question. Um, it's a shockingly kind of underrepresented um, kind of industry in terms Niger of... Niagara College better get on that. Available training. There are a few. I went to, uh, it's called the BAM program, Bicycle Assembly and Maintenance, and that's how I got into this industry. Uh, so I'm extremely, you know, grateful to this day to um, Darren Duke, who ran that, and Gary Duke, his brother, who owned the the shop that I worked for for uh, quite a number of years. Um, uh, yeah, so there's, there's a few of them, but, you know, it's a trade, and uh, it's an important trade as well, yeah. whereas you see a lot of shops... Um, are you know forced to train people uh, often it'll be you know kind of lower wage positions and in Canada we have you know it's a seasonal industry mm-hmm. so often they're training you know young junior people in the busy busy spring months and uh, it's really considering you know the safety implications it's not a, a good setup there's uh, pretty much zero regulation when it comes to mechanic wow. trainings in, in Canada. Um, it basically, you know, and don't get me wrong, uh, 
most shops are doing a really, really great job. Um, no, but that's a, this but, is an important kind of a discussion that we should be having even with our, like, my husband Charles is works at Niagara College. There's not a bike repair program at Niagara College. Exactly. But wouldn't that be a great... I, I would love to see that. Uh, it would make, you know, our lives running shops much, much easier. Yeah. You know, an well, electrician and you needs... Well, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't take your car to, you know, some local... Say yeah. some kid. That, yeah, that you watched know, a couple YouTube videos. You no, know, you'd be That's like... That's not... Yeah, I, I know a few things, but... No, if there's something that I, like, I just bring it to the shop. I just feel better, like you said, riding yeah. the bike out. You just feel more comfortable, safer. Yes. And your mother feels you know. more comfortable yeah, that, knowing that, that it's too. in good yeah. shape. Yeah. <laughs> All the mothers of the world want this to happen. Your, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a really interesting, because I, when I was mm. coming here today, I was thinking, well, I wonder if there's some course. I've never heard of a course the, somewhere. The BAM but, course. Yeah. That's, that's, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's two that I know of in Ontario. And then there's some, you know, smaller, like, community outreach things. But as far as, you know, training, I'd say probably 95% at least happens in a shop, mm-hmm. um, which on the flip side is the best way to learn. Yes. Um, bikes, there are so many variations over the years of, you know, different systems that have been introduced um, that it's really difficult to learn them all without having them in front of you and just, you know, running into this this technology, that technology, how do I work on this? Um, and there's always new stuff coming out. Right. But I, that's true of every vehicle. Yeah. That's like every vehicle in every industry like that, right? Yeah. So more yeah. and more manufacturers are providing training on their own uh, systems, um, whether it's in person or in the pandemic, a lot of it moved online. Uh, and that's actually being good. You know, we just did a couple that um, we were able to just, you know, log into a Zoom call and, um and then we're being trained by, you know, professionals in the States that actually work for the companies that we're, right. uh, yeah. you know, doing the training with. Uh, whereas it used to be more, you would go to um, like a workshop at, you know, a hotel near the airport and it's it's just harder. You've got to get out there. Yeah, and, no, you know, schedule. I mean, that's one thing the pandemic did do for us. We get a lot of stuff online. Yeah, that, so that's... That is a lot easier, That's right? really good, but that's usually more for experienced people that have been in the industry and then looking at, you know... Uh, but for some kid in, you know, in high school and you say, hey, you can take this two-year... Yeah, you know... I, I would love to see it. Yeah, that'd be or amazing. see more. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just as a... Like adventures, like obviously for some people, biking is really about adventures. Does, do you go on personal ones? Does your shop promote, um, you know, kind of biking adventures? Like that, that's kind of... Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's a loose term because it can be yeah, an adventure no. getting to My work in the morning. Yeah. It can be a 10-minute commute or, you know... Yeah. But um, no, we, we love it. Uh, I mean, uh, one person who works here is really into mountain biking, does that a lot. Um, uh, before uh, I had a daughter, I would go on some, you know, smaller tours. Um, and 
I was really into that, you know, camping with my bike and stuff. That's and, what um, you want to do. Yeah, that's, I'm working up to that. Yeah, yeah. There. Um, it's great. <laughs> not to uh, sidetrack your, your story, but uh, yeah. I think you mentioned when I was last in the shop, like a, a few or a month ago-ish, yeah. uh, you guys said that there was a possibility of doing like a bikepacking training course thing or like you were going to do a trip with a bunch of customers that were interested in getting started in it? Was that a thing that was... It's sort of a loose idea. Yeah. Um, my colleague Matt was uh, the one that I I would think gave birth to that cool. that idea because um, they're also really into, into bikepacking as well and yeah. did um, an Ontario one last... Uh, Last summer, uh, the butter tart, I think 700, I think it's called wow. 700, but a great route that's easily accessible from Hamilton. Um, awesome. That, uh, yeah, you can. Okay, the one I want is when you bike <laughs> through the day, but you end up at a nice, like, hotel yeah <laughs> no no i i, I would design because i'm not sleeping, sleeping i'm not sleeping in a tent in a... and i want to go to a nice i'm a desk i i would naturally call myself a destination biker so i like the idea of biking like we sometimes bike from our place to this nice little cafe for breakfast mm -hmm. and it has an outdoor patio we can lock our bikes and sit outside and we don't have to worry about someone stealing them or whatever. So that's the, if you're going for that, <laughs> if you're planning one, yeah. that's the kind I'm looking for. Him on the other hand. <laughs> no, but that's uh, tons and tons of people do that too. Yeah. I think credit card touring is yeah. uh, uh, the loose term for it, yeah. but um, it's great. A, you can have a shower and yeah. a soft bed to sleep on. B, you don't have to carry tent, cooking supplies, that sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, there are literally hundreds of them offered by, um, you know, various touring companies, or you can plan your own route. And uh, there's a ton of, like, online uh, resources. You can, you know, read up on what people have done and yeah. different routes they've done. And I, so. I like, I mean, for us... Like we're obviously not in our twenties, so I want to still be biking. Yeah. When I'm in my seventies, like I still want to be able to be doing some of those things. Maybe not a hundred kilometers like my friend over here, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think biking. Like I know that. I mean, it's you know when you talk about being in shape, I think biking is one thing that really does keep you in shape. I have can confirm that. I've got customers in their 70s, 80s uh, that ride their bikes every day. And yeah, it might not be, you know, 100K at 40 kilometers an hour, <laughs> but they get out there and do it for, you know, half an hour every day. And they are just doing so much better physically than, you know, a lot of other people, um, you know, in, in that age bracket. So. Because it moves parts of your body, like your hips and things that help you with climbing stairs and balance. Like mm -hmm. I think balance is one of the yep. biggest things on a bike, obviously. Like um, uh, when our kids were little, there was, it was the training wheels era, yeah, but now yeah. they have these balance bikes, right? Yeah. And kids just go like, Little two-year-olds, yeah. and they're very balanced on them. Like, 
it's it's great for kids. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. so I mean, so I, I as a just a we're you know we're winding down. But um, what would you say your greatest cycling adventure has been of your life? Have you had a greatest cycling adventure, or is it still to come? Uh, it would be like a bike packing tour I did in Southern California a couple of years ago. Um, just beautiful landscape um a lot of climbing (laughs) and went from you know you know down at sea level 30 degrees to you know sub freezing overnight in the in the mountains and uh some incredible descents and yeah just beautiful beautiful scenery um that would be my greatest to date, but uh, yeah, more to come, <laughs> more right? To, more, more to come. come yeah. All right, so I've got two let's leave it here questions that I've been asking everybody. I know you've had a chance to see them. So, what is your pet peeve? Uh, related to cycling, can be, yeah. I'd say drivers making quick right turns without signaling and not checking their mirror for mm-hmm. cyclists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's, a, that's an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> Happens yeah. a lot. Because we've, yeah. we've, I think we've probably, as cyclists, we've all been in that position. Yeah. And you, and slow I, down. Luckily, we see it coming and we can yeah. slow down. The cyclist time, like, is looking more than the yeah. driver. If right? you signal, it's all good. Yeah. I know you're turning and I will, you know, yeah. adjust uh, accordingly. That. But if you don't, it's, it makes it really hard for the cyclist. There's not really a, uh, it's a no-win situation yeah. for us. <laughs> and I'm operating my, like when I cycle, I'm operating as a vehicle, right? Like I'm respecting the traffic and yep. where I'm supposed to be and everything. So it's very disheartening, right, to have that. And it's scary. Yeah, and that's, I mean, uh, just a side note, that's why I, one of the main reasons I recommend lights in the daytime too. Mm-hmm. I've just noticed cars treat you more, drivers will treat you more like a a vehicle, sort of an equal as opposed to just kind of ignoring you in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, good with, thought. With the lights. I, I definitely noticed when I transitioned and bought lights for my bike and I, when I've been a cycling We only asked him here, to do it for yeah. like six months. When I, when I moved to Hamilton, I was like, you know what? I should put lights, <laughs> like living in a more rural community, yeah. you don't maybe need it as much, but yeah. when I've been riding around downtown, um, lights and you do immediately feel like a, oh yeah. people will respect me a little bit more a little than, more yeah. <laughs> than yeah. they did in the past yeah. just try it if you if you don't believe us just yeah, try yeah, it yeah just do it right <laughs> and finally what is the best way to spend a day uh, for me? Yeah. doesn't uh, have to be cycling. but You can't. We're sitting in a bike shop. <laughs> you have to say cycling. No, you don't. You I mean, yeah, hanging out with my family. Uh, I can throw in cycling. I have a little, you know, child's trailer that my daughter just loves. Uh, yeah. So we can pop her in the back and go for a ride. Yeah. That's it's awesome. a simple lifestyle, right? Where I think everybody has the hustle and bustle of the of the world around it, it hasn't really slowed down or become any more compassionate or kinder, I don't feel, since COVID. But cycling just kind of, you can see the, you actually notice the world that's around you when you're cycling. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, well, thanks a lot, Will. This has really been great. You're quite I welcome. would really encourage everybody to check out the downtown uh, bike hounds. <laughs> and in Hamilton on John Street. And uh, we'll certainly um, have a look at our YouTube channel and uh, 
we'll, we'll give you a little inside tour of the shop. But um, from our perspective, a really great place to get your cycle on. So thanks for joining us on No Room for Phonies, episode 82, coming up. Downtown, well, this this episode, Downtown Bike Hounds, and then coming up on February 28th, we're going to do our recap of our Downtown Bike Hounds podcast. So join us, please, for No Room for Phonies. Good night. <laughs>